This year is a unique year of Rosh Hashanah Shechalias B'Shabbos, where we're losing out our greatest powerful tool. In fact, past the Torah itself, the most powerful tool that we we'll probably have is the Shoifer. The Shoifer is the root of the whole Rosh Hashanah, how we're Mekayim the whole Rosh Hashanah. It's the powerful tool that allows the Rebbeinu Shalom to leave his Kisei Din and go to the Kisei Rachmim. It reminds the Rebbeinu Shalom of all the good times. It was, it was the tool that was used to create the world, putting all the Mauritian in by blowing in. Vayipach ba'apov, nishmas chaim. It was a shoifer, it was a breath. It was the tool that was used during Kabbalah Satyra. It's the shoifer that's represented in the whole story of Akedah Yitzchok. It's the shoifer that's going to be blown, lost and lovely, when Mashiach's going to come. It's the shoifer that wakes us up from our slumber, as the Rambam tells us. It's the shoifer that's used to coronate a new king. And it's a shoifer that every Navi always needed, whenever needed to warn and wake up a crowd, we blew the shoifer. And, un- and, un- and unfortunately, the Bahak tells us that in a year that Rosh Hashanah, you don't blow shoifer, even if it was by an oinus, terrible calamities can come out. But nevertheless, in Rosh Hashanah, Shechalias B'Shabbos, Chazal was frightened that perhaps there's going to be somebody, an unintellectual, an unlearned individual, and he might run to Chochem because he's not sure about how to blow it properly or what blessing to make, and he's going to forget that on Shabbos he's going to carry it for Amos, and therefore they abolished the mitzvah, and we're left without the shayfer. But as all the Swarm tell us, the first basic lesson in Avodah is that what can replace the shayfer is our special Shabbos. Shabbos Kodesh could be our greatest advocate, but it must come along with how we treasure the Shabbos, how we keep the Shabbos. The firm resolution of how we're going to keep the Shabbos must be accepted upon ourselves. At the beginning of this Rosh Hashanah, a firm resolution of a Shabbos that we're going to do extra, we're going to be extra careful with it. We're going to show extra honor with it, extra diktuk and halacha with it, extra oinik, extra covet, extra moir, and with that the Shabbos will be our greatest protection. I'd like to take this idea of Rosh Hashanah Shechalias Shabbos, how the Shabbos can come and replace the Shoifer, as all the Swar Makdoshim have different ways of explaining it, and share another deep idea to this. And there may be one more idea. So the main, the main thing of the Shoifer, why we blow in our Rosh Hashanah is because the greatest act that anybody did to the Rebbein Shalom was Avram Avinu by the greatest sacrifice of the last of this ten Nisyonis, and that was Akedah Yitzchak, taking his most cherished child, going against everything he taught, and being makrevit because that was the will of the Rebbein Shalom. What's amazing is that the way we are the Rebbeinu remembers that Kedus Yitzchak is through the Shoifer. Let's try to understand the picture over here. Avram Avinu was given the mission to take Yitzchak, the greatest sacrifice. Okay? He does everything. He travels with him. He struggles with him. He ties him up. He doesn't stop. He lights the fire. In many opinions, Yitzchak even got burnt with the fire. In fact, in one of the slichas during Asayasimei we mentioned that. In Pirkeder Belazer was Parcha Nishmasai, and there was a Tchias Amesim. So a lot, a lot, a lot happened. But then, regardless if Yitzhak Avinu was actually burnt or not, 
if he actually somehow did shecht them, it was parcha nishmasi. The Torah doesn't say this specifically. But what definitely happened was that at some point the Malach called out and said that was not the plan. Avram Avinu, mission accomplished. But Avram Avinu did not want to accept that. He wanted to do the will of the Rebbeinu Shalom Avram Avinu, the Amud of Chesed, love, as much as he can do. So he begged for something to do that can replace that Avaidah. And sure enough, the Rebbeinu Shalom is Mazman to Avram Avinu, an ayol. An ayol that can be used re- replacing every limb of Yitzchok. Every part of that ayol is going to be represented in Yitzchok. And Avram Avinu is makriv that ayol. That ayol is the manifestation of actually being makriv Yitzchok. It's showing his full will all the way through and through as much as the Rebbeinu Shalom allows me to do the mission all the way through and through. <clears throat> that leads us to the shofar. What is the shofar in this picture? So what's amazing over here is how do we have this shofar? If the whole aisle was destroyed, it was burnt, it was consumed al gabi mizbech as a carbon. So how do we have a shofar that the rebbeinu is blowing by kabbalah satire? The shofar of the aisle wasn't the whole thing destroyed. So the rishonim and parshas yisrael. By Kabbalah Satayr, by Meshach HaYovel, Tala Bahar, the Ramban, and the Ebenezra, and the Gorai, and the Maral, deal with this question. And one of the basic answers from the Rishonim is that you have to say that somehow, during Avram Avinu's great struggle to get this isle out of, it was entangled in thorns, the Yitzhara placed himself at the thorny bush and didn't allow it easily for Avram Avinu to remove the isle. And during that struggle, the shofar got lost. I'm sorry, the shofar got detached. And therefore, Avram Avinu couldn't be makrevet al gabim So the shofar is not that kaid. It's the one part, the only and one part, that is not actually what he was makrev. And that's how we're remembering a kaid That's how we blow the shofar in Rosh Hashanah. What's the idea behind this? That's an amazing, difficult insight and a problem over here that must be dealt with. And that leads us to another thing about the shofar. We learn out from the shofar, you, we learn out you blow a hundred koilas. We learn it out from the mother of Sisera that cried when Sisera, Sisera, her son, wasn't coming home from his battle. So of course everybody speaks ideas. Why are you learning out from a guy? You learn out every tear counts. But we have to understand this cry that she did. That cry was a cry, an unsuccessful cry. Sisera was already dead. It was a wasted cry. She thought it's going to yearn the result. It's going to yield what she wanted, but it really was not like that. Sisera died already. Yal had killed her. Killed him. So what's the idea behind this? And over here, Abayse, I think, li- li- lies in this. Such a deep, powerful lesson that can give us so much chizik. And that is that when we think of the shofar. So here lies something very powerful. In life, in our, in our Avodas Hashem, we always look for the goals. We talk sometimes about the battles and the importance of the battles that reached our goals. But the truth is, by the Rebbeinu Shalom, our Messiris Nefesh, our struggle, even when it does not succeed, is counted by the Rebbeinu Shalom and it's never put to waste. In fact, our shofar, that is our most powerful tool that we need in Rosh Hashanah, comes to counteract the cries of Esau. 
The cries of Esav was a crying of after he lost the bracha, an unsuccessful, an unsuccessful cry. A cry he lost the bracha. But it still means something so much by the Rebbein Islam. Our cry, our desire, our battle to want to get closer is always counted and it's always considered worthwhile. So the Rebbein Islam may be the lesson over here, deep in the Akedah is, Avram Avinu, you did so much. You were ready to be Makrav Yitzchak. You were able to even replace it with the aisle in every part. Perhaps you thought that there was one part that you lost out on. The Karen got lost. No. The Karen is Akedah Yitzchak also. I remember Akedah Yitzchak from that part also. I remember it even more than that. It was the part that you didn't have the satisfaction that you were able to actually be Makrev Yitzchak. There was a part that you didn't succeed. There was one small part of Yitzchak that he was not able to be Makrev. That was in, that was, that was, that was resembled in the Karen that couldn't actually go onto the Mizbeh because it was detached from the aisle. Nevertheless, Rebbe Shem says, that is how I remember Akedah Yitzchak. Learn from the cries of Aim Sisra, an unyielded cries that we consider. Learn from the cries of Esau. The cry of our Shafer represents all of our rotsin to be Rebbe the Rebbe Shem, even Chas Shalom, when we don't always succeed. Even Chas Vashom, when we fall into the battle, and we tried and we tried so much, the Rebbeinu Shalom remembers through Akedas Yitzchak the sacrifices and even the unfinished sacrifices, even the parts that don't succeed to be Al Gabi Mizbeach, the aisle that got detached from the carbon and couldn't replace the part that has to correspond against Yitzchak. That part is also how I remember Akedas Yitzchak, and that is what I want to make the focal part of Akedas Yitzchak: remembering the struggle, remembering the unsuccessful struggle, remembering in our daily lives how much struggles we do even when we don't fully succeed the Rebbeinu sees it through and through wow, if that is our shoifer, then is in Rosh Hashanah Shechalias B'Shabbos one greater example of that shoifer? A Rosh Hashanah Shechalias B'Shabbos is a shoifer that we want to blow, we're trying to blow, but the Rebbeinu Shalom tells us because of the Gzair of Chazal that we can't blow it, and when we stop by blowing it, that is shoifer. Shoifer is that we struggle to want to be over the Rebbeinu Shalom, and then when we get put to a test and we can't do it, and we wanted to do it with all our Ratzon, the Rebbeinu Shalom considers that shoifer. That is our shoifer that we enter, Rosh Hashanah Shechalias B'Shabbos, a, in our Shmir Shabbos, and B, in understanding our struggles, our unyielding, fully successful shoifer is our shoifer. That is our Akedah Yitzchak. Now, any one of our Nesiyonis is the Rebbe let go and not notice it. It's all noticed. And one more idea about the shoifer on Shabbos. The Goyim tells us that the reason why we don't blow shoifer ever Shoshana is because you see by Titus when he went into the ocean and the fly flew into his head and began to peck at him when he, came to the, when he came to the shore and the carpenter was banging away, it stopped pecking. So he realized he had a solution. So he had somebody constantly banging at his head and it worked for 30 days. After 30 days, the fly got used to the bang and began to peck again. The going says over here, you see that a 30-day period, you can't immune to it. So too, if we blow Shoifer for 30 days straight, by day, th- by day 31, Rosh Hashanah would come, we would come immune to the power of the shofar. And that's why we don't blow shofar and ever Rosh Hashanah. I have a question. Every Chodesh Elul, 
there's a whole bunch of Shabbosim that we don't blow shoifer. So we have many breaks of not blowing shoifer. So we should not come so immune to the shoifer, even if we blow shoifer and ever shoshana. So what does the guy mean that we can't blow shoifer and ever shoshana because we're going to come immune to it because we heard shoifer for 30 days? We didn't hear shoifer for 30 days. We had a few shabbosim through El that we took a break from the shoifer. And the answer is, even if you did not get the question briefly, is the Gain is not just using a simple, le- a simple idea of a 30-day grace period that we get used to something. The idea over here is the Shoifer has an ability to remove everything that pecks at our life. The Zvuv, which is an example of a Yetzirah that gives us no resting, no resting to serve the Rebbeinah oil. The Shoifer removes that all from us. And when it's Shabbos, Shabbos is the greatest remover of all that. Shabbos is the greatest shoifer. Shabbos is the greatest thing that re, the, that megarish. It f- flies away the fly from inside us and allows us to access the, our inner rotsin that we try to do, and that's our void of Rosh Hashanah. Thank you very much.